Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. When you know someone will betray you, bear false witness against you, what is your response? Hurt? Anger? Offence? But the Eternal One, who knows all things, knows that certain people will betray him and bear false witness against him, responds in a very different way. The certain people in this instance say they are the eternal ones, yet in their hearts and in secret the majority of them worship gods devised by humanity. Even knowing this, and that they will falsely accuse the eternal one of forsaking them, he still reaches out to them for he will never forsake anyone. In fact, what the Eternal One does knowing all this is he declares a blessing over them. So I ask the question, why? The Eternal One loves with a pure selfless love. It is his character and because he so loves, he wants to bless. That is what the blessing of the Eternal One is. In other words, because the Eternal One so loves, he gives his honour, his identity, freely. And each one has free choice whether to receive it or reject it. The blessings of God, the Eternal One, are an act of adoration, all because he so loves. In our Jesus Loves the World podcast titled Only God, the effective prayer of Jabez we went back in time to the original blessing of God, the Eternal One, the blessing that he gave to the first man and woman. Sadly, the first man and woman representing humanity gave their God-given power to rule and reign to evil and their selfish desires. The first man and woman did this in an attempt to seize by force something that they had already been given by God. As a consequence, They became overwhelmed by guilt and shame, so they ran away from God. Yet God still loves, still pursues, and never takes back what he gives. To a people who will betray him and bear false witness against him, he anointed certain individuals to speak for him. To one such individual and his sons, God instructed them on the blessings that they were to declare over the people. These anointed individuals were God's gift to the people. They were anointed by God to be priests, to offer gifts and sacrifices to God on behalf of the people, so that the people could receive and believe all that God continually does. He forgives, he loves unconditionally, and eternally redeems. So let us go back to the time when God spoke to Moses to speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them. So turn with me to Numbers chapter 6, 
verses 24 to 27. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. Remembering that God freely blesses because he so loves. That is his character. He delights in blessing and instructs those he has anointed to be priests of ancient Israel to bless them. Let us go through each aspect of the priestly blessing. The first aspect of the priestly blessing is the Lord keep you. Keep in this context is protection, care for, preserve, guard, watch over, save, and treasure in memory. This is the exact same word that God declared over the first man when he put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Centuries later, when the Son of Man became human, he declared in the New Testament that he kept his disciples. Those who followed him, he kept in him. Jesus cared for them, preserved them, guarded them, watched over them, and treasured them in memory. Jesus said that none of them were lost, except the son of perdition, which means destruction, who is Judas. Judas chose to have his identity in evil and as a result did not have his identity in Jesus. He was not a true disciple. God cares for all of his creation. The Apostle Paul assures the Thessalonian congregation that God keeps watch over them, that God protects them from evil, from the evil one. The Lord keep you is a declaration of what God does. Let us return to the priestly blessing. Remember, these are the words that God instructed his anointed priests to speak over the ancient Israelites, even knowing they would turn their hearts away from him. The second aspect of this priestly blessing is The Lord make his face shine upon you. It is God's desire to be intimate. His face is a word picture of intimacy. And this is so special, enabling us to know God's heart's desire to engage with us and we with him. So we can come boldly into his presence, never losing the reverence, awe and wonder of his excellent splendor. He enables us to behold his glory so we can be intimate and open with the living God. This is reminiscent of Moses' change in countenance when he engaged with God face to face. The ancient Israelites were afraid of God's presence. Given that Moses was intimate with God, they were afraid of Moses, as his skin shone after being with God in conversation, face to face, 
as close friends. The ancient Israelites saw the presence of God in his countenance. In this blessing, God is declaring over them that it is his heart's desire to make his face shine upon them. The Apostle Paul reveals through the person and work of Jesus Christ that we can behold his glory and receive his glory. In Jesus, God empowers us to let his face shine upon us and his glory shines back. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 16 to 18 Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord. It is God's desire for his people to see the glory of God and be transformed by him. To live to show his glory, reflect his glory, be his glory, so others who are seeking are drawn into his glory. Where each day we receive a new fire, new passion, new hunger and thirst for him. As that is God's desire too, we can ask him to give us the passion, the hunger, the thirst and desire for him. Let us return back to the priestly blessing, for there's more that God speaks over them. The third aspect of this priestly blessing is, The Lord be gracious to you. Be gracious in this context means to bend or stoop down in kindness to an inferior. God reaches down to us and shows us undeserved kindness and favour. For this is the heart of God. The intimate act of grace is God in Jesus, reaching down from his excellent glory to our lowest point of need, to raise us up to his excellent glory. Jesus became an outcast of humanity on the cross of public shame. His wounds were carved into his flesh by the depravity of humanity. His death was plotted by the religious and executed by the empire in power at the time. Jesus came in grace and truth, the visible expression of God's graciousness toward humanity. Yet there's more of the priestly blessing. The fourth aspect of this priestly blessing is, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. Countenance is plural but always singular. For God to raise his face in love, to carry, to support, to sustain and pardon. This would have great significance to the first hearers of ancient times. For entering into the royal court was a matter of life and death, depending upon the countenance of the monarch. They could either look with anger, resulting in execution, or pleasure resulting in an audience with them. What joy it was to receive the approval of the monarch, 
So God is giving them an open invitation into his royal courts. God is reinforcing that he is not like any human monarch. He delights in an audience with him. In fact, he waits for us and smiles upon us, inviting us to enter his courts, his throne room, his presence, any time, any day, for all eternity. And for us today, we can spiritually enter his courts by coming into his presence, through the heart-to-heart connection of worship, or the sweet communion of prayer, in the secret place of his heart, having a conversation with him listening to him, receiving from him, giving God quality time. The fifth aspect of this priestly blessing is the Lord give you peace. The understanding of peace to the first hearers is complete wholeness, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, socially, economically, a perfect peace that surpasses all understanding and circumstances. The peace that God gives is his peace, a peace that can never be taken away. It is a fruit of his spirit within us when we receive him. And just before Jesus went to the cross, he spent significant quality time with his disciples. He prepared them for what was ahead. And Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And he gives his peace to us. Jesus said in John 14 verse 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The peace that Jesus gives is his own peace. He is the embodiment of eternal peace, a perfect peace, as it is a character of the living God. It is the peace of the one who leads humanity out of the shadows into his glorious light. His peace that empowers us to be at rest in the midst of the storm. A peace that takes away the dread and fear from the depths of the heart and mind of humanity. For it is a peace that enables us to enter his courts boldly, with reverence, awe and wonder. His peace finds its ultimate expression in us, in an intimate relationship with him. A perfect peace. Every culture seeks peace. In an Eastern culture, peace is the most sought-after state of being. There is only one way to experience this eternal peace, that is to know and receive the Prince of Peace. Receive Jesus. Receive God. Receive his peace. The sixth aspect of this priestly blessing is Put my name upon the children of Israel. God said, Put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. He had anointed Aaron and his sons to proclaim, 
to put, which means to set upon, ordain, establish, place, preserve, make peace, purpose the identity of the living God with the children of Israel. And yes, each one had free choice to receive that or reject that. And to receive that is to enter into the reality of the covenant relationship that God makes possible with him. God does it all. And in the context of the priestly blessing, Jesus not only became our high priest, but the offering and the sacrifice. Jesus is the ultimate gift of God himself to us. He willingly became the sacrifice for us so we could believe and receive. Hebrews chapter 10 verses 19 to 25 And the writer puts it this way. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God. Let us draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as you see the day approaching. Jesus makes us kings and priests, whereby we have been anointed to minister to others in his love, truth and power. He empowers us to speak blessing into people's hearts and minds, revealing God's love to them. In Christ Jesus we are his priests and kings on this earth. We are here to nurture all who are willing into a relationship with the living God. As he nurtures us, and we, his nurturing in us, through us, to others, lead them to his nurturing. We can live in the confidence that he is faithful, and will complete the good work in us, in all who are willing. So in conclusion, as kings and priests. May the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, be gracious to you, lift up his countenance upon you, and give you his name. For that is the will of the Father, that is the will of the Son, that is the will of the Holy Spirit, and the three one. For more information and free resources, visit our website jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered and transformed in Jesus' name.